Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing, podcast number 83 on September 28th of 2022. Today, I will be answering six interesting investment questions. Question number one. Can someone, in the simplest of terms, explain investing in stocks? To make money, you can either work for someone to earn an income, or you can find a way to earn income without having to work for someone. This could mean taking whatever savings you have and investing it in a business. You will then be a proprietor, responsible for all the revenue and expense decisions that will result in a profit. This profit will hopefully cover your living expenses. With all the competitive economic and environmental challenges you will face, running a business is a hard way to make a profit. Another option is to take your savings and buy a piece, a stock share, of a long-established profitable company. Such a company will share a portion of their profits each year with you because you are now a part owner. This sharing is called dividends. Despite how strong and established this company is, to further ensure that you receive a steady dividend income, you might choose to invest in 20 such companies, just in case one or two do not perform as they habitually have. Realizing a steady annual dividend of as much as 6% from the money you invested in your shares is possible. Since such stocks often have steady increases in their share prices, it is not unusual to also see the value of your shares increase annually by 10% or more. This certainly beats the money you would make if you kept your money in a bank savings account. The input you are required to put into the running of such a public company is just about zero. This is the logical approach to investing in stocks. The greedy speculator's approach to investing in stocks is to treat the buying and the selling of stocks as a game of chance. To buy a stock, you go to a stock exchange. Those who own a stock and want to sell it post a bid for a selling price. Those who want to buy a stock post a bid or a buying price. If they match, then the shares exchange for money. Speculators are not interested in dividends. They are interested in the money they can make between the low price they paid for a stock and the price they intend to sell that stock for in the future. This is a stressful, uncertain way to make money because no one controls share prices. The current share price is the result of buy and sell bids being placed by millions of speculators. No one can accurately predict future share prices. Sources estimate that 97% of speculators lose money buying and selling their stocks below what they originally paid for them. Those 3% of the speculators who do make profits can become quite wealthy 
the media and the investment industry promote their exceptional profits in order to sell advertising and investment services. Their promotions attract the masses who are sure they too will become wealthy. Investment advisors become wealthy off these speculators by taking a percentage of the speculators' portfolio every year to compensate them for their advice. This percentage reduces the potential that the speculator will make as a profit. Fortunately, you are not required to use an investment advisor to invest in stocks. Why have some investors concluded that stock market crashes are seen as a great opportunities to buy and not a reason to panic? Once you accept that stock markets will never go to zero because there will always be optimistic speculators who are sure that the market has bottomed out and now is the best time to buy, well, the stock prices are cheap. As well, such investors also recognize that there will always be pessimistic speculators who are sure the market has more to fall. These pessimistic speculators must accept the optimist buy bids so they can sell their depressed stocks. Wise investors also learn not to obsess over stock share prices. Rather than price, they see a stock strength in its history of ever-rising dividend payouts, its operating margin, book value compared to share price and price-to-earnings ratio. They also look to see if the stock has consistently been profitable through all the market crashes in the last 50 years. Companies like the executives responsible for corporate profits, are not machines or blocks of wood. Well-run companies are managed by experienced executives whose lives are dedicated to adjusting their company resources to meet constant competitive and economic threats. They know a deep recession will weed out their weak competitors and make their stronger company even stronger. With experience, observant investors see desperate speculators having to sell stocks at the worst possible time, at the bottom of the market, to put food on the table. You compare such losses to those who have lived on their steady dividends from financially strong companies for decades, even when their portfolios had lost half of their value. Investors Financially strong companies paying high dividends can afford to be patient because they know they only lose money if they sell their strong stocks. Eventually, their share price of their strong, adaptive companies will again re reach new record highs just as they always have. Question number three. Should I liquidate my portfolio and put my money in a bank savings account until this market downturn reverses? Do you think that you're going to lose all your money and never again will we see the stock market hitting record highs? If you do, 
What are you basing this belief on? Market crashes come and go. They are part of investing and are almost irrelevant. They only reflect the exchanges of shares between optimistic speculators and pessimistic speculators in an auction. Recognize that they are just background noise. What is important is knowing the strength of the stock in your portfolio. Is the price-to-earnings ratio low? Is the operating margin high? Is the book value of the stock close to or higher than the share price? Does the stock show ever-increasing dividend payments going back for decades? Did the share price drop after each market crash in 2000, 2008, and 2020 and rise to new record highs? Did they pay ever-rising dividends right through the market crashes? All the answers to these questions are easily and freely available. Concentrate on looking at the impact of profits on your portfolio, not share prices. A stock exchange is not a casino where you are betting on the spin of a wheel. There are executives in these companies dedicated to making the decisions about revenues and expenses that result in the profits from which dividends are paid. These executives can only influence the speculators who drive share prices up and down. 100% of my investments are in financially strong, high-dividend stocks. Whether shares go up or down in price has negligible impact upon my six-figure dividend income, even when the value of my shares drop by 50%. I sit back and relax. I've never had to sell a stock in the last 18 years at a loss to put food on the table. Furthermore, I've watched the value of my stock portfolio grow by 500%, keeping my income well ahead of inflation. Question number four. Can a company go bankrupt if everyone sells their shares in the company? You cannot sell your shares unless someone buys the shares. This is why the stock market is called an exchange. You can also not go bankrupt unless you fail to meet your obligations as they come due. This has nothing to do with shares being bought and sold. Question number five. In regard to selling short in stocks, can you explain how you can make money selling something you don't have? When you borrow something, you receive it with the that you're going to return it at a set date. You can borrow a stock at its current price with the understanding that you will return it at the same price at some point in the future. If you then take that stock and sell it before the return date, you can make money if the stock has dropped in price. Your profit is the difference between the higher and the lower price. When you return the stock you just purchased at a lower price to the lender, the lender has got back what they lent. Your agreement with them is settled with that return. The fact that the stock is now valued at a lower price than it was when you borrowed it 
is their problem, not your problem. They too were speculating. No one can accurately predict future share prices. If, instead of the stock falling in price as you expected, it rises in price, then you must buy the stock on the market at a higher price than the price it was when you borrowed it. There is no limit on how high a price a stock can rise. This can be an expensive loss for you. The person you lent the stock to charges a rental fee for the time you hold it. Thus, you have to hope that the stock not only falls in price, but falls far enough to at least cover the rental price. Interesting, in a situation where the stock price rises, the person who lent you the stock can now sell the return stock at a higher price than it was when they lent it to you. Plus, they have also earned their rental fee. As well, there would most likely be an investment dealer involved who would have expected their fee for aiding in the transaction. You only need a couple of losses speculating this way to make you look for safer ways to invest, such as financially strong companies who have paid high dividends for years along with their ever-rising share prices. Question number six. Is Tesla a good stock to invest in now? Nothing is neither good nor bad, but by comparison. There are hundreds of stocks I would consider buying before I would invest in Tesla. The following is a comparison of Tesla, a standard and poor 500 company, with a stock traded on the New York Stock Exchange that I think would be considered by many investors as better and financially stronger than Tesla. This company is a London headquartered company and as such cannot be part of the S&P 500, which only includes American companies. There are many similar financially strong foreign companies traded on the New York Stock Exchange. The following comparison of facts is just an illustration why Tesla might not be considered a good stock by many investors despite its popularity and current lofty share price. For example, when I did this a few days ago, the price of Tesla was $312.40 and Rio Tinto was $75.83. However, the book value of Tesla was $9.74 and the book value for Rio Tinto was $29.80. The dividend yield for Tesla was zero, and the dividend yield for Rio Tinto was 9.30%. The operating margin for Tesla was 15.9%. The operating margin for Rio Tinto was 40.85%. The price-to-earnings ratios for Tesla was 112.5 price-to-earnings ratio for Rio Tinto was 5.0. The age of the business for Tesla was 19 years. The age of the business for Rio Tinto was 149 years. The share price for Tesla in 2012 was $2.50. 
and 27 cents. And for Rio Tinto, it was $47.82. The share price in 2002, 20 years ago for Rio Tinto, was zero. The share price in 2002 for Rio Tinto was $19.12. The dividend payout in 2012 for Tesla was zero. For Rio Tinto, 74 cents. The dividend payment in 2002 for Tesla was zero. And for Rio Tinto, it was 33 cents. If the purpose of a company is to make a profit, Tesla is still in its infancy. Compared to the other stock, it is still speculative. This speculative investment aspect is reflected in its very high price-to-earnings ratio, short lifespan, low operating margin, and low book value compared to its share price. Being the first in on a new product can sometimes be a disadvantage. Tesla is about to face stiff competition from a hundred or more competitors who see an opportunity in electric vehicles. I like stocks that pay consistently high dividend payments for decades. Dividends are derived from profits. Profits are derived from the revenue and expense decisions made by skilled executives. Share prices such as Tesla are derived from emotional bids being made by optimistic and pessimistic speculators betting on where the stock price will be in the future. An optimist cannot acquire a stock unless a pessimist sells it to him or her. Few speculators trying to catch the wave and sell the stock at the right time are lucky enough to get the timing right. I have found in researching my investment books that investors who live well off their dividend incomes for financially strong companies pay little attention to the background noise of speculative investing. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you.